the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, uh, a very good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sports Day WA and Peter Vlahos with you. Thanks to Kia's uh, epic range, uh, the Kia Sportage, Celtox, Celtos and EV6 GT and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. Now, creating greats are saying Glenn Maxwell's stunning 201 against Afghanistan is the greatest one-day international innings of all time. And the first uh, half of the program will be focusing on that great individual feat. If you can recall another individual sporting feat that has you in awe, as many people are in awe after what they witnessed last night, those people that were lucky enough to beat the ground in Mumbai, and for those that certainly witnessed it from uh, maybe their lounge chairs viewing it last night fairly late in the eastern states and a reasonable time here in western australia love to get your thoughts on that can you rival anything from an individual point of view than what we saw last night seven for 91 they were and then maxwell comes in and clobbers 201 uh, joining us is daniel churney from code sports he's in india and daniel thanks for your time Oh, pleasure to be with you, Peter. You must be a very fortunate man to think that you witnessed that last night. Uh, yeah, no, you, you have to realise how lucky you are when you see something like that. I mean, to be here at all is, is a great privilege, but particularly when you witness uh, one of those moments or one of those individual performances which will linger long in the memory, and certainly that was, that was last night. Uh, I heard your discussion just a moment ago, and uh, I, think, uh, I don't think there's an argument against... Uh, it's very hard to make an argument that this wasn't uh, the greatest one international batting performance, but certainly by an Australian and, and quite possibly by anyone ever. It's uh, just given the circumstances, um, the drama, uh, the, the nature of the physical afflictions and uh, and just the, the sheer substance and, and style, it was uh, just pretty hard to top. Really, Australia shouldn't have won that game. They were seven for 91, huge backs to the wall. We know Maxwell was dropped early. It was a dolly of a chance that went down. But uh, once that chance went down, all of a sudden, uh, fortune favoured the brave, didn't it? Which was Glenn Maxwell. Uh, you're right, Peter. And it was a bit like a, uh, a switch flicked in, in Maxwell after that. And he sort of almost acknowledged as much. Also, he survived a, uh, a very narrow LBW decision on 27. He'd been dropped on 24, and even first ball, he was uh, only an inch or so away from, from being out. So there were a few nervous moments in the first uh, first part of his innings, but I, I think once he had gotten through that, he realised, i just got to take it on here. Um, let, let's, let's attack. And, uh, and, you know, clearly that paid off um, very well because, you know, from there, he just started playing these extraordinary shots and um, made... Incredible history with uh, with Pat Cummins down the other end having front row seat. Just amazing. As we mentioned, he uh, turned the whole game around. Saying that, what was the atmosphere inside the stadium last night? Yeah, it was. Um, no, it was really good. Uh, it was obviously just a very exciting night to, to be at the ground. Uh, 
I think probably the, the mood changed uh, as the game wore on. I think overall there was more, more support for Afghanistan, perhaps as the underdog. There are actually quite a few Afghan supporters there as well in traditional Afghan garb. Um, but then as the game wore on, I think everyone just sort of was astonished by Maxwell's performance. And, and, and he's such a popular player wherever he goes. Uh, and, and the sentiment was very strong towards him. So, no, just, uh, yeah, an incredible atmosphere and uh, um, and to match an astonishing performance. Saying that, it was a great performance by Afghanistan, wasn't it? They've been the real surprise packets of this World Cup. Um, um, uh, yeah, no, they, they certainly have been, um, Peter. It was... Um, sorry, Max, give me one, one moment. Yeah, no worries. Just uh, do what you need to do. <laughs> It's Sorry, all good. I was getting into an Uber. All right, <laughs> um, no. Daniel Cherney from Code Sports. We're having a chat too. He's live in India. He was there last night to experience Glenn Maxwell's Herculean performance. We're talking about Afghanistan, and uh, they've been the surprise packet of the tournament. Yeah, no, sorry, got, got you all good now. Um, no, uh, they have been, and uh, a magnificent effort from them throughout this tournament to, to date. Um, you know, you really felt for them because they played so well. Uh, Ibrahim Zadran making the first ever World Cup century for them. I mean, that, look, they don't bat in a particularly exciting manner, it has to be said. There's certainly no Glenn Maxwell. Well, Rashid Khan can black him, but there's no real uh, Glenn Maxwells in that in that Afghanistan side. Not that there's many Glenn Maxwells anywhere, but they just play within their within their capacity and, um, and play to their strength and mitigate their weaknesses and have consistently made some pretty competitive and solid scores. And their bowling is so strong, they've been able to regularly defend or, or, or chase um, chase totals. But, you know, they play in the image of their coach, Jonathan Trott, the former England batter, who was, you know, pretty dour sort of player, but a very effective uh, and efficient player by the same token. Uh, and we saw that last night. Uh, you know, they were all over Australia. I mean, you probably think with Afghanistan that it's going to be the spinners that they're going to get you with uh, with uh, Rashid Khan and Majid and Noor Ahmed and, and Mohamed Nabi. And, and in the end, it was um, Naveen Al-Haq, uh, who'd had a few interesting things to say in the lead-up to the game about Australia's decision to pull out of the series earlier this year that did the, did the damage up the top. Um, and then Azmat with, uh, with, some, with some scalps as well. And uh, Australia were, were you know, reeling there on the back of, of the pace and the swing. And then there was the run out. And then Rashid started getting into it as well. And, and Australia was, uh, was clearly just about gone. I mean, I think Quick Info had their chances of winning at, at 0.2%, um, at 7 to 91. It just, you know, teams just don't win from there. Uh, and obviously, there's a few... But they, look, they, they probably lost a bit of um, composure there with the ball towards the end. They were probably giving, making it a bit too easy for Maxwell Bowling towards his hitting zones and, and try, not, not forcing him to move around the crease enough given his, his uh, affliction there towards the end. But we also have to feel for them because this is a once-in-a-lifetime performance from Glenn Maxwell and, um, you know, not 199 times out of 200 you win that game. Mm. Well, he didn't suffer from any concussion after falling off the back of a golf cart as well. It's probably done him a lot of good because uh, that last night, as I said, was just uh, sensational. Saying that, how do you appraise Australia and where they sit ahead of a semi-final against South Africa? Overall, last night, they were disappointing, apart from Maxwell's heroics, but they have won six on the trot, and you can't ignore form. No, it is a difficult one in that respect because clearly they were. It was. A, it took. It took a probably a once in a lifetime performance. And you know, not that Maxwell hasn't played innings somewhat like this in the past. I mean, he played some, something like this two weeks ago in the Netherlands. But uh, this was that next level altogether. 
but you know, without him, clearly they lose that match and lose it by a lot. And you know, he could have all, all also been out a couple of times as well. Um, and, and they lose by 170 runs, and, and it's a very different conversation today. Um, look, having, having said that, uh, that is also the nature of, of white ball batting. You know, you, you have your good days and your bad. Um, they've got some high-risk, high-reward players at the top of the order there. Um, Mitch Marsh, Travis Head, David Warner, none of them paid off. Steve Smith's out with vertigo, or was out with vertigo. Um, so, and the bowling is... is has been a bit hit and miss too throughout the tournament. I, I think they've been, you know, Adam Zambas had a magnificent campaign. Mitchell Stark as well. Uh, uh, Mitchell Stark though is, is struggling. Um, he's been spraying it a bit. Hasn't been able to take the, the wickets up front. And I, I think they need more from him. Uh, I think if they're going to win this tournament, if they're going to win a couple of knockout finals. They're going to need Mitchell Stark. He doesn't need to be quite what he was in 2015 and 2019, but he's, he's going to need to not be going at sixes and sevens and or sevens and eights really and over and just take one or two up front, um, because otherwise I just think it leaves too much to the others. Uh, Josh Hazelwood's having a, a pretty good campaign. It was impressive again yesterday. Pat Cummins has been pretty solid through the middle overs and, and obviously has played some really handy batting innings as well, a varying style and substance. I mean, he, he had 37 off 14 against New Zealand and then 12 off 68 last night, but he shows that he, he can uh, really play through all the gears. So there are some worries. I think Josh Inglis is, is just going there, having replaced Alex Carey, Marcus Stoinis. I think he's just hanging on to his place as well. So they're not, they're not firing at all cylinders, but by the same token, when you win six in a row, um, you know, you, they're giving themselves a good chance. They've got South Africa in the semi-final now, and uh, and, and they're, they're in, in the hunt. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, a couple of final questions before you let you go, Daniel. India, on the other hand, many people are saying you beat India and you'll win the World Cup. Uh, they are just flying eight consecutive wins. Uh, they're already locked away in a semi-final. They seem hard to beat at home, and I gather the locals are just loving it. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, uh, we all know the passion of, uh, of Indian cricket fans and, and um, how, how devoted they are and obsessed. And, and you, know, you see it here. You know, you get into... It, the matches are on TV everywhere you go. Uh, any, any restaurant or cafe, it's always on, and... Um, I've, I've got into a couple of Ubers while India are playing, and uh, I'm looking at them in one right now, and, and you see um, the drivers have, have the TV on in the front seat, <laughs> have, have it on, on their uh, on their phone uh, watching the game. It's just that level of, of passion. But now they are playing brilliantly, and I think historically with India, we've thought of them as a great batting nation, and and, and their spinners have been a danger. But it's their quicks that are, and not to say that their batting spinning is spin isn't very good, but their pace bowling's just been so good with. Mohamed Shami, who remarkably started the tournament outside the team. Jasper Bumrah back and firing. Mohamed Suraj as well. Uh, they really want for nothing. I think they're clearly the best side in it. Um, on form, they win it. But, uh, you know, it only takes one day from another team for them to have an off day or another, or someone like Glenn Maxwell or Heinrich Parsons in South Africa or whoever it is to fire. And, uh, and they can be eliminated. So the margins are fine once you come to knockout stages of a World Cup. And, uh, and that's why uh, we're watching towards the, right to the end. We're watching England do battle with the Netherlands at the moment, while Afghanistan have been the surprise packets. Gee whiz, you can't believe that England uh, are set to finish bottom of the 10-team World Cup. Wouldn't have been a shock if the Netherlands beat them, and that's not out of the uh, realms of possibility, considering how England have travelled in this tournament. What's been the feedback from the British press? Well, I think the remarkable thing is it wouldn't be that much of a shock now if the Netherlands beat England, given what we've seen so far in the tournament and how poor England have been. Although they were better against Australia the other day. But um, 
No, look, oh, look, it's just huge disappointment <clears throat> from from England and the fans and, and the media have gone pretty hard as, as you'd expect. Um, just you know, obviously, uh, very little has gone right. Um, I think there's been questions about the about the planning for the tournament. Have they paid enough attention to one day cricket? Clearly, injuries are bitten as well, and, and they're missing Jofra Archer. Uh, so many of their batters are out of form, um, and maybe they put too many eggs into the test cricket basket and maybe it shows that you just can't get, get it all right. There's pressure on the coach, Matthew Mott, the Australian, uh, who was uh, who so successful with the Australian women's team. But now all in all, it's been a bit of a debacle, but they, they, there's still a fair bit for them to play for because um, it emerged in the last week or two that uh, this is a also a Champions Trophy qualifier this World Cup. They've got to finish in the top eight to make it to that event in 2025. So if they finish in the bottom two, they're going to miss out on the second biggest one-day tournament on the calendar. Uh, which would be quite an embarrassment. So, despite the fact that they're clearly done um, from a from a semi-finals perspective, there's still a bit for them to play for over the, their last couple of games, starting today against Netherlands. Good on you, Daniel. Thanks for joining us, mate. There from India. Is that the first time you've been to the subcontinent? Uh, yeah, first time to India. I have been to. I did actually do a tour of Bangladesh in 2017, which is uh, also an eye-opening experience. But yeah. uh, first time in India, and it's been uh, it's been full on, but uh, but wonderful. Yeah, you, if, uh, it's, a, it's a country of uh, just amazing experiences, isn't it, India? Everywhere you turn, it's just an eye-opening. There's so many different uh, sides to India that is quite amazing, and cricket being, of course, one of them as well. Thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Let's hope Australia stay in and make it to the final. Uh, no worries, Peter. Fingers crossed, and, and good to chat. Good on you. Daniel Cherney from Code Sports there live in India. It is a fascinating country. Don't worry about that. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to relive uh, the Glenn Maxwell innings. As we go to the break, these are the winning runs. How he hit them last night and got Australia over the line to make it six straight wins and Australia booking a semi-final berth against South Africa. Glenn Maxwell, 201 off 128 balls, 21 fours and 10 sixes. Everybody here's on their feet. 